ಶ್ರೀಗಣೇಶಾ ನಮ ಓಂ ಶ್ರೀ ಸರಸ್ವತ್ಯೈ ನಮಃ ಓಂ ಶ್ರೀ ಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃ ಹೆಲೋ ಲಿಸನರ್ಸ್ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ರವಿ ರಂಗನಾಥನ್ ವೆಲ್ಕಮಿಂಗ್ ಯು ಟು ದ ಥರ್ಟೀನ್ತ್ ಎಪಿಸೋಡ್ ಆಫ್ ಭಗವದ್ಗೀತಾ ಯಹ ಪಶ್ಯತಿ ಸ ಪಶ್ಯತಿ ದ ಲಾಸ್ಟ್ ಎಪಿಸೋಡ್ ಎಂಡೆಡ್ ವಿತ್ ದ ಕ್ವಶನ್ ವಾಟ್ ಈಸ್ ದ ಕನೆಕ್ಷನ್ ಬಿಟ್ವೀನ್ ರೈನ್ ವಾಟರ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಅರ್ಜುನಾಸ್ ಕ್ವಶನ್ ಯಜ್ಞಾತ್ ಭವತಿ ಪರ್ಜನ್ಯ ತ್ಯಾಗತ್ತಿಲ್ಲಿರಂದು ಮಳೆ ರೈನ್ ಅಕರ್ಸ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ದ ಸ್ಯಾಕ್ರಿಫೈಸಸ್ ಯಜ್ಞಕರ್ಮ ಸಮುದ್ಭವ ತ್ಯಾಗಂ ಸೈಲಿಲ್ ಪಿರಪ್ಪು ದಿ ಸ್ಯಾಕ್ರಿಫೈಸ್ ಈಸ್ ಬಾರ್ನ್ ಆಫ್ ಆ್ಯಕ್ಷನ್ ಟ್ರೆಡಿಷನಲ್ ಮೀನಿಂಗ್ ಈಸ್ ಸೊಸೈಟಿ ಪರ್ಫಾರ್ಮಿಂಗ್ ಸ್ಯಾಕ್ರಿಫೈಸಸ್ ಡ್ಯೂರಿಂಗ್ ವೇದಿಕ್ ರಿಚುವಲ್ಸ್ ಪ್ರೇಯಿಂಗ್ ಟು ವರುಣ ದೇವ ದಿ ರೈನ್ ಗಾಡ್ ಬ್ರಿಂಗ್ಸ್ ಇನ್ ರೈನ್ ಆಸ್ ಪ್ರಜಾಪತಿ ಸೆಡ್ ಯು ಪ್ರೊಪಿಷಿಯೇಟ್ ದ ವರುಣ ದೇವ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಇನ್ ರಿಟರ್ನ್ ಹೀ ವಿಲ್ ಬ್ರಿಂಗ್ ರೈನ್ ಲೆಟ್ ಎಸ್ ಗೋ ಡೀಪರ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಎ ಸೈಂಟಿಫಿಕ್ ಅಂಡರ್ಸ್ಟ್ಯಾಂಡಿಂಗ್ ಆಫ್ ದೀಸ್ ಬ್ಯೂಟಿಫುಲ್ ವರ್ಸಸ್ ದಿ ಹೀಟ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಸನ್ಸ್ ಫೈರ್ ಎವಾಪರೇಟ್ಸ್ ವಾಟರ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ದ ಓಷನ್ the air lifts the water molecules and moves the clouds around to far off places the earth using its tall mountains blocks the clouds provides a place on mountain tops to save it as snow and using its gravity pulls the water down from the clouds as well as the melting snow and brings it down as rivers and stores it in lakes and ponds as well as underneath itself for later use during this process a magic is also performed the sea water loses its saltiness the evaporation takes only h2o molecules up leaving the salt behind it everything happens beautifully in space this is excellence in action this is yoga as explained in chapter 2 all the five elements are doing their actions as duties working in unison without looking for rewards thus this action of lifting water from the ocean and pouring it as rain all over the world is the sacrifice the five elements are doing for the living beings on the earth the five elements are the devas and they are providing us with rain water in return perform actions like them and propitiate them by not polluting the earth air water is the underlying message in short we take rain for granted we do not understand the cost of manufacturing clean water that rain gives us california coastal commission in 2022 rejected a proposal for a desalination project due to its cost on the side effects to marine animals on the other hand the five elements hand in hand work to give us that clean pure water what gdp what price can we put on that natural process but humans in general do not have such an attitude so what happens to those who live selfishly sa moham jeevati that person lives in vain such people live with high opinions about themselves they are narcissistic egoistic people who think only about themselves they are 100% dehatmas their lives have shortcomings and are utter waste says bhagwan performing actions for the benefit of future generations is the wheel of creation instead we are stealing from the future generations people thinking about their own happiness and nothing else compete with each other for their limited resources as though there is no tomorrow and live in sin 
they think that they are born to exploit nature for their own happiness in the process they exploit others also this leads to jealousy anger greed and they consciously or unconsciously bring a discord in the society slavery and other cruel treatment of beings is the result of such a selfish attitude they are disturbing the rhythm the dharma in the movement of the wheel of creation wow arjuna asked a question about why he had to engage in the terrible action of war and see where bhagavan took us bottom line is anyone who sees that there is a need to cooperate with the environment and protect natural resources that person sees yaha pashyati sa pashyati all others are blind sinners bhagavan is there no exception to your rule that all beings perform actions helplessly bhagavan says even though i said that anyone who is not performing action has a sinful life there is but one exception there is someone who is exempt from these normal activities of the world at this point he switches from explaining karma yogena yoginam to jnana yogena sankhyanam he switches the topic from a yogin to a sankhyan from action to knowledge even while explaining the knowledge aspect he stresses performing actions without attachment and gives a quick summary bhagavan says the person who rejoices only in the self who remains satisfied with their self who is content only in their self for that person truly there is no other activity that exists to be done it is because for that person in this world there is nothing to gain whether by doing or by not doing nor does that person have any purpose to depend on any living being therefore always perform actions which should be done without attachment by performing action without attachment the humans attain the supreme purusha it is because we associate happiness with the objects we are running after them if joy arises from within you there is no need to chase these objects a person of study wisdom is in that position and that person has no need to perform any action there is no difference between any one of us and the five elements our body mind and intellect are also made up of the same five elements of the prakriti the only difference is the additional life element which makes us experience our emotions our intelligence that life element is our true eternal imperishable nature atma the exempt person has realized that true nature is beyond the prakriti and hence is in naishkarmyam state this self realized person has the full freedom either to perform or not to perform any action if the person is performing any action it is not due to desire if the person is not performing any action then it is not because of laziness or frustration or anger or because of any other negative emotion it is because of the realization of the true actionless nature they have become one with the atma which is beyond the prakriti and are not bound by the gunas of the prakriti on the other hand until we reach that naishkarmyam state we do not have the choice not to perform any action therefore always perform actions that should be done without attachment so as to purify the mind to realize the true inner self the consciousness bhagavan 
what you are talking about is the working of the five inert elements. We are not inert. We have emotions, intelligence. How can you compare us with the inert elements? To answer these questions, in chapter 13, Bhagavan explains how the world including our body and thoughts are made up of the same prakriti, the material nature, not different from these five elements. When that is the case, then why humans cannot be like these five selfless elements of nature is the million dollar question put on the table by Bhagavan. To convince us that it is not just the inert elements of nature that are performing actions as sacrifices, Bhagavan moves from nature to human beings and we move into segment 3. Bhagavan gives examples of great human beings who performed actions in the Yajna spirit and why they did it. Karma naivahi samsiddhim astita janagadayaha loka sangraha me vapi sampashyan kartum arhasi Unmail sail varimatum murume adindavar janaka sakavum Ulaha nalan puri matum nevu gondu ni sail puriya vendu Janaka and others attained perfection certainly by action only. Even with a view for the welfare of the world, you should perform action. Arjuna, you thought that the aim of the Gurukshetra war was to get the kingdom and to enjoy the pleasures that come with it. But that is not the purpose of this Dharmic war. Like Janaka who ruled for the welfare of his subjects, you should also follow the path of action and serve the people. In that path, you can protect your subjects in this world and then you can attain the highest good in the other world. Loka Sangraha means welfare of the world. It is protecting not just humans, but also nature and environment, protecting earth and its resources, ensuring the welfare of all beings on this earth, including animal kingdom and plant kingdom. Janaka was a king and his duty was to protect his people. He did that instead of renouncing his kingdom and becoming a sannyasi. He knew about the path of knowledge as well as the renunciation of the world and yet followed karma yoga and ruled the kingdom. By following this path, Janaka and his like became realized masters. Subsequently, they continued their karma yoga attitude and provided service to the society. Many take this Janaka to be the ruler of Mithila, the father of Sita. The Janaka mentioned here need not necessarily be the father of Sita. The name Janaka is referenced in many Sanatana Dharma scriptures including Upanishads. In Mahabharata, there is the story of Vyasa asking Sukharishi to go and meet King Janaka. At the palace, Janaka told the gods to make him wait. Sukharishi waited for seven days, absorbed in himself. After seven days, the king received him with all respect and gave him all facilities. But Sukarishi was indifferent to all that. Janaka declares him as a Jnani, a Siddhaprajna. Sukarishi asks, I wander around without anything. But you are a king and how do you maintain your composure? King Janaka asks him to carry a lamp around the palace without it getting extinguished. Sukarishi focuses his mind on that and completes the task. King Janaka asked him to explain what all happened on the way and Sukarishi could not say because his mind was completely focused on the lamp. King Janaka asked Sukarishi to go around the palace once again and this time 
to notice what all is happening around him. Sukarishi completes the given task. Janaka asked him how he did that. Sukarishi said that my inner mind focused on the lamp while the outer mind focused on the surroundings. Janaka said that is how he also rules the kingdom with the inner mind focusing on the jnana of the self and the outer mind focusing on his work. In any case, from the context it is clear that Arjuna is aware of this Janaka. In the old Tamil kingdom, there ruled a king called Sibi, who was ready to give his body flesh to an eagle to protect a pigeon. These kings who have no body identification were called Rajarishis, royal sages. Bahawan will talk about such Rajarishis in chapter 4. There is a Tamil saying, Arasan evvali kudigal avvali. Whichever way is the king, the subjects are also that way. But we are experts in finding some excuse or another. Our next excuse is, Bhagavan, the Janaka you are talking about is a king who had all the luxuries in his palace. Why not talk about an ordinary guy like me who is living paycheck to paycheck? The answer is, whatever the best person does, other people also imitate. Whatever that great person sets up as the standard, the world follows. Even an ordinary guy who is living paycheck to paycheck is a role model for his or her children, co-workers and many others. So, no one who wants to be a leader or in a leadership position, however small or insignificant the position they are in, is exempt from this. But who else can be better to show that path to realize our own true nature than those who have already walked that path? Wow! How we wish our leaders, congresspersons and senators understand this concept. Is there a specific qualification to be such a role model? People follow the actions of their role model and not their speeches. The lifestyle and standards set by celebrities are closely followed by the masses. A shoe is a shoe. But due to the promotion by the celebrities, a kid is not willing to accept any other shoe and demands only the most advertised and high-priced one the celebrity is promoting. Bhagavan is not talking about that kind of role modeling and role following. Also, it is not that only humans like Janaka and his like are performing actions even though they are self-realized. Even God performs actions. Bhagavan takes himself as the next example. He explains the burden a role model has and should have. Name parthasti kartavyam trishlokeshu kinchana nanavaptamavaptavyam vartaye vacha karmani Illai non sayavendi the partha muvulahilam yeduum illai Illai adayadadi yeduum adaya ayinum non sililum idupad. O partha, there is nothing in the three worlds that has to be done by me. Nor is there anything unattained that should be attained by me. Yet, I engage myself in action. Not only do I engage in action, but I do so with great care. Otherwise, humans would in all respects follow my path. So, I take extra care in my actions. 
People will say that if a great person like Bhagwan himself is not doing any work, why should he demand any action from any of us who are anyway lazy bums? In modern times, we often hear workers saying that the boss is only bossing around and not doing any work, but expects us to work 24/7. There is a burden in being a role model, because people will blindly follow the role models. Bhagwan says that. he has to think and act so that every action is worth following this is a very important lesson for anyone wanting to be a real leader but we see the political field is filled with hypocrites as leaders there is the story of a king who went hunting he was hungry after tasting the food he finds his food lacks salt he calls his servant gives him some money and asks him to go to the nearest village and get some salt the servant says you are a great king and the people will give salt without you paying them money the king replied that if he himself demands things from his subject for free then the officials who work under me also will follow my way and demand things free from the subjects corruption in a country in a society in a family percolates down from the top bhagwan why do you need to perform any action you are god you can sit back relax and see the drama going on in the universe no 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 i cannot do that yutsi deyurime lokaha nakuryam karma chedaham sankarasya chakartasyam upahanyam imam prajaham yu ulahangal aliyum naan sayalpadavidil மக்கள் குழப்பத்தின் கர்த்தா ஆவேன் அழிபடும் இந்த உயிரினங்கள் தீஸ் வேர்ல்ட்ஸ் வுட் பெரிஷ் இஃப் ஐ சீஸ் டு பர்ஃபார்ம் ஆக்ஷன் ஐ வுட் பி தி ஆதர் ஆஃப் தி கன்ஃபியூஷன் ஆஃப் பீப்புள் அண்ட் வுட் பி த காஸ் ஆஃப் டிஸ்ட்ரக்ஷன் ஆஃப் ஆல் தீஸ் பீயிங்ஸ் தி ஃபஸ்ட் பெரிஷிங் இஸ் இன் ஜென்ரல் வாட் வில் ஹேப்பன் டு த யூனிவர்ஸ் தி செகண்ட் பெரிஷிங் இஸ் ஸ்பெசிஃபிகலி ஹவு தட் வில் ஹேப்பன் வித் பீயிங்ஸ் இன் திஸ் வேர்ல்டு தட் இஸ் beings will get confused and destroy themselves this idea of how bhagwan would become the author of confusion of people is taken up in the next chapter there he says the fourfold varna has been created by me according to the differences of guna and karma by not engaging in action i would be the cause of confusion of the varnas we will see more about how he will be the author of confusion in chapter 4 okay bhagwan i understand that the five elements work in sync and provide welfare for the world i also understand that great kings like janaka and his like as well as yourself perform actions as role models with great care while performing actions are there any do's and don'ts we now enter into the fourth segment where bhagwan introduces prakriti as the source of the three gunas Before that he gives advice to the people of knowledge together these cover verses 25 to 29 Bhagwan says just as the ignorant person acts from attachment to activities even so the knowledgeable person being unattached should act wishing for the welfare of the world but the knowledgeable wise person should not unsettle the minds of the ignorant people who are attached to actions and its fruits being unattached 
the person should perform all actions fully engaged the battlefield context is arjuna understand that performing actions in the world is not easy for leaders great leaders cannot perform any action like ignorant people do every action of them will be scrutinized by the people there may be some soldiers who may walk out of this battlefield not wanting to fight but leaders like you cannot behave like that you are a great leader and role model for many you should have the welfare of your brothers your wife your supporters and the citizens of the country in your mind you leaving this battlefield will cause a lot of confusion for them a knowledgeable person like you should act with great care you should not confuse them so first you come out of your confusion and engage in action if knowledgeable people do not teach to ignorant people how will the ignorant remove their ignorance the ignorant here refers to those who are very much attached to their body and mind attached to the sense pleasures they have a very strong sense of i and mine they may be experts in secular knowledge but they are 100% consumers materialists they have so much attachment to activities seeking wealth and pleasures name and fame during arjuna's time they were called charvakas charvakas philosophy is that we are born to enjoy the pleasures eat drink and be merry is their motto they invented the slang yolo you only live once even if you have to borrow and die as a broke it does not matter as long as you can indulge in pleasures they lack spiritual thrust in their mind because of that the spiritual knowledge is not going to penetrate their mind instead of wasting time trying to explain the real and the unreal to such people the knowledgeable can very well spend their time working for the welfare of the world and for their own self realization bottom line don't teach those who have no interest in this knowledge or no bhakti in their heart or no faith in it don't tell those who do not have an open mind to it this is true of any subject an extended interpretation is that forcing religious conversion on people who are not interested who do not have a good understanding of their own religion to begin with is not correct in such a case we will be uprooting whatever stability they have and throwing them into an unfamiliar environment there is really no spiritual benefit for such a person and wise people should desist from that next to explain why the ignorant are attached to their body and mind so much bhagwan introduces prakriti as the source of the three gunas he explains what it does to our individual nature and also establishes that this prakriti is different from atma prakrte kriyamanani gunai karmani sarvashaham ahamkara vimudatma kartaham iti manyate prakrtiyil nadaiparum gunathinal sailgal ella ahankarathil manam mayangiyavar saibavar taan ena ninaipar all actions without exception are performed merely by the gunas of the material nature the person whose mind is deluded by egoism thinks i am the doer 
On the other hand, a tattvadarshi bihi, a knower of the truth about the divisions of the gunas and their functions, knowing that gunas of the senses move among the gunas of the sense objects, remains unattached. Bhagavan, what black magic are you trying to sell us? If I am not the doer of my actions, then who is the doer of my actions? Bhagavan says, instead of identifying with the body and mind, assign the doership to the Supreme Paramatma, the Lord Maheshwara. Allow the divine to function through your body and mind. In such a situation, the action becomes a yajna, a sacrificial ritual, which I will refer to as sacrificial. Basically, think that the body and the mind are the instruments in Paramatma's hands and let the Supreme perform the actions through you. Such a mindset will make one a karma yogi. Such a mindset allows one to perform actions completely, skillfully, perfectly, in a manner benefiting not only the performer of the action, but the entire world. Bhagavan, you are only asking us to imagine to assign the doership to Supreme Paramatma. But still I am doing my actions. Can you refute it? Bhagavan refutes it. He says, like every one of you, the knower of the truth, Tattvadarshibhi, is also engaged in this world of objects. But that person very clearly understands that the body, mind and intellect equipments are made up of the Prakriti and all the objects of the world are also made up of the same Prakriti. They clearly understand that they are pure consciousness and they are not dealing with the material world. They are very clear that Atma is non-doer and non-experiencer. Because of that knowledge, they remain unattached to the sense objects. All activities are happening in the field of Prakriti, that is the observed field. Through the three gunas of Prakriti, namely Sattva, Rajas and Tamas, in creation we see knowledge, active movement and inert matter respectively. All thinking, all actions and all inactivities happen because of these three gunas. It may be an action of an atom or an elephant or a deva or a man or a woman or any name you want to give. The actions may be dharmic or adharmic. They may be spiritual or religious or secular. All are done in the world only by prakriti. But due to delusion, we think that we are actually performing these actions. Because of that, those who are deluded by the gunas of the prakriti are entangled to the functions of these gunas of the prakriti. The person in perfect knowledge should not unsettle the foolish who are of imperfect knowledge. Okay, Bhagavan, why complicate life? How about living a life without performing any action and thus avoiding sins? Bhagavan says, it is not possible to live without performing actions even for a sub-second because of the incitement of the gunas of the prakriti. Knowingly or unknowingly, we are forced to perform actions. When that is the case, why not use actions itself to go beyond actions is his argument. The divisions of the gunas that Bhagavan is talking about here refers to the 24 elements, the 24 principles of the prakriti 
which will be discussed in chapter 13 episodes next topic is swadharma that is for the next episode until that time this is ravi ranganathan bidding goodbye bhagavad gita yaha pashyati sapashyati 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 yaha pashyati sapashyati